This is Glasgow Crime Stories. We dive into crime of the city's past in short episodes you can listen to anytime, anywhere. In this episode, we look back at the trial held after the abduction, torture and murder of Linda Spence, which remains one of the most disturbing ever held at the High Court in Glasgow. Financial advisor Linda Spence endured 14 days of hell, bound helplessly to a chair at the hands of her tormentors Colin Coates and Philip Wade. Coates took her to the attic of a flat in West Kilbride, Ayrshire, bound her to a chair with tape, put tape over her mouth to stop her screams and placed glasses with taped-up lenses over her eyes. As Linda sat in terror, blindfolded and defenceless, they used a hot iron, a golf club, cigarettes and bolt cutters before finally killing her. Wade bought the equipment used in the torture and Coates used Linda's mobile and email accounts to pretend to her family and friends she was still alive and well. They hired two small-time crooks, David Parker and Paul Smith, to guard her between the lengthy torture sessions. Coates' aim was to force Linda to tell what she had done with money she owed Coates in a bogus land deal. He believed he had been ripped off and wanted revenge, and his money back. It's not known if Linda ever told the men what they wanted to know. One thing is certain, she would not live to tell the tale. Linda was finally murdered around April the 28th, 2011, and Coates is believed to have cut off her head before disposing of her body. Her worried parents, Patricia, 56, and Jim, 68, reported her missing on May the 13th, and appeals were made to the public for information. Coates became a prime suspect and was placed under surveillance, but detectives found that witnesses were too scared to speak out. The breakthrough came on August the 16th, after Coates had left one witness so terrified for his life that he went to the police. On October the 28th, six months after Linda was murdered, officers smashed their way into the West Kilbride flat, Police found a spot of Linda's blood on the bathroom floor and a fingerprint on the door handle. Mobile phone evidence also placed Coates and Wade and West Kilbride throughout Linda's ordeal. As a result, both men stood trial in February 2013 at the High Court in Glasgow, accused of her murder, despite there being no body. Crucially, Parker and Smith agreed to give evidence for the prosecution in return for lesser sentences. The jury heard how Linda, 27, was snatched off the street in Broom Hill in Glasgow's West End in April 2011 and taken by car to Ayrshire. They were told that Coates was a computer expert who had a glittering career, a glamorous wife, three children and a fortune in the bank. His extraordinary IT skills took him first to the Civil Aviation Authority where he helped develop air traffic control systems then to the world of investment banking, where he designed trading floors. Coates was richly rewarded and made even more money from property development. He told his QC, Derek Ogg, at his trial, In a bad year, I earned £200,000. However, his love of booze and cocaine and violent flaws in his personality took him into the world of organised crime. 
A catalogue of witnesses took the stand during the trial to implicate Coates and Wade in Linda's murder. Smith and Parker had been paid £10,000 to babysit Linda after her abduction. Paul Smith, 47, claimed he had been hoodwinked into providing a safe house where Coates and Wade could keep her. He claimed Linda was alive when he last saw her, but was too scared of Coates to let her go free. Smith added, I wish that Linda Spence would be found for her family's sake. David Parker confirmed that Linda was held in his home in West Kilbride for around 13 days. The 38-year-old told police that he believed Coates and Wade had murdered Linda, then disposed of her body. He broke down while giving evidence. Asked if he spoke to Linda, Parker said, She just said she wished she hadn't got herself into this mess. I told her to tell these guys what they want to know and get it finished. Both Coates and Wade went to remarkable lengths to cover their tracks after Linda's murder. The loft carpet was removed, floorboards were replaced, and an industrial-scale clean-up operation was carried out, including burning the chair. However, they still left behind the tiny amounts of forensic evidence that linked her to the chamber of horrors where she met her brutal end. Linda's business partner, financial advisor Tony Kelly, 56, had introduced Linda to Coates and was the first witness to recall a confession from the accused. He said Coates told him, I killed her last Thursday. Coates also made a comment about Linda being seafood. Kelly said, I took it to mean that her body was dumped in the water. He also claimed that when he tried to get hold of Linda after she went missing, Coates told him, you might need to do that through a medium. The most heart-rending evidence came from Linda's parents. Patricia Spence, then 56, described her daughter as a loving, caring girl, but said she was very tense the last time she saw her on April the 13th, 2011. Her mum added, I just keep thinking she's going to come back. I only had the one lassie. She was my life. On June the 2nd, Patricia received a call from one of Linda's phones. It had been found in a bin at a cafe in Kilburnie, Ayrshire, and the person who discovered it speed-dialed Mum in a bid to trace its owner. Both parents told police everything they knew about Coates and their daughter's business dealings. But it was too late. Linda was already dead. Another witness, Pamela Pearson, claimed Wade confessed to her that he and Coates had disposed of a woman's body in the hills. Landlord James Dillon told the court that three pieces of flooring had been replaced in the attic room where Linda was tortured. Peter Hadley, who met Coates while he was on remand in Adewell Prison in West Lothian, claimed Coates had told them that he had cut off Linda's head and put her body in a furnace. Hadley said, He told me he had killed her. She had tape over her mouth and he held her nose until she died. He also claimed that Coates had told him he had killed her because she owed him money. Company director John Glenn was a key figure in the case and screens were erected in court for his evidence. He first met Linda in late 2009 through his property business and lost money he invested with her, but he continued to do business in the hope he could recoup his losses. Glenn said, If you listen to Linda you would believe that she was a millionaire a couple of times over, with property in Glasgow and property abroad. On one occasion, Linda had phoned him to cancel a meeting at McDonald's in Glasgow's Crow Road. He told jurors, 
She made reference to Colin Coates and said, He's going to kill me. I need to get his money back for him. She sounded very distressed at the time. Usually she was a bubbly person, but she did not sound herself, he added. It was the last time Glenn spoke to her, but on April the 26th, he met Coates at a shopping centre in Broomhill. Glenn claimed Coates then told him, I need to show you something. He then pulled out a plastic supermarket bag. Glenn said, When I looked in, there was a thumb inside the bag. I was horrified by what I saw. Coates replied, We've got her. We've always had her. Glenn then added, I knew straight away he was talking about Linda Spence. The following day the pair met again and Glenn told Coates he would need a copy of a valuation from Linda. Coates replied, If you want one, you'll need to organise a seance. Glenn said, This led me to believe that he had murdered Linda. To this date, Linda's body is yet to be found. Coates is believed to have suffocated Linda in the bathroom before putting her bloody remains in the boot of her silver Vauxhall Astra. Like Linda's body, it still remains missing to this day. At one point, Coates and Wade drove to Tinnabruich Argyle to dump the body in water, but changed their mind after being told the weather was too bad. During the trial, an image emerged of a young woman who mixed with the wrong people and audaciously ripped them off but her luck finally ran out when she met Coates. Linda broke the law in two ways. She committed fraud by taking money off people and then squandering it on a lavish lifestyle. But she also acted as a facilitator by providing people with forged documents to get them a mortgage. The court was told her services for people who did not have the necessary paperwork were well known. Linda enjoyed many luxuries, thinking nothing of shelling out £150 in bottles of Cristal Champagne, but her business partner, Tony Kelly, described her murky dealings as absolute chaos. One involved 30 members of Glasgow's Chinese community who handed over £175,000 in deposits on flats at a housing development at Loch Gate, Mary Hill, but no reservation fees were paid. Linda simply pocketed the lot. She often used aliases, and an expert report found she had used 20 different mobiles in the 18 months before she vanished. Linda had promised Coates a £3.2 million return on an £85,000 investment, paid in Danish bearer bonds to avoid VAT. However, he did not know the deal was a scam and the bonds were actually forgeries. Coates and Wade then hatched a plan to abduct Linda and systematically torture her for days in a bid to get their money back. During their trial, it also emerged that the murder victim had been recruited as an informant for the now-defunct Scottish Crime and Drugs Enforcement Agency, SCDEA, weeks before her murder. She had agreed to spy on an Albanian underworld network with links to alleged drug dealing and people trafficking. However, it was claimed in court that her SDEA handler failed to tell police colleagues of her secret role. As a result, they lost vital ground hunting for Linda. Her parents had given her money to set up in business as a financial advisor, but mum, Patricia, said she knew nothing about Linda's work, except that she was always busy. 
The jury took around 20 hours to reach their guilty verdicts on Coates and Wade, following a trial that lasted 46 days. Both men were given mandatory life sentences and warned by trial judge Lord Pentland that they could die behind bars. Coates was ordered to serve a minimum sentence of 33 years before he could be considered for parole, while sidekick Wade was given a tariff of 30 years. Trial judge Lord Pentland told Coates he was a highly ruthless and dangerous man who had been the driving force behind Linda's torture and murder. He added, You were the more dominant and controlling personality. You were the prime mover and shaker behind the abduction, torture and murder of Miss Spence. You are clearly a man of some intelligence who attained a measure of some success, but you are a manipulative, devious, cruel personality and resorted to violence when you perceived you had been thwarted. Lord Pentland said Wade had been driven by greed to commit a truly monstrous and barbaric crime. He told him, You were motivated by greed and the thirst for revenge. The evidence shows you are a violent and dangerous man with no respect for human life. You will not necessarily be released after 30 years and may indeed never be released. Neither of the killers showed any emotion as they were handed their life sentences. Minutes after the verdict, Coates was served with an order under the Proceeds of Crime Act and said, Oh, thanks very much to the police officer who served it on him. Parker and Smith were each jailed for 11 years for assaulting Linda and holding her captive. In a statement outside the High Court in Glasgow, Linda's devastated father Jim, then 68, and her mother, 56-year-old Patricia, said, There is no verdict that will bring our daughter Linda back or spare her the terrible ordeal that took her life. We will never begin to imagine her suffering or comprehend the cruelty of any person who would do that to another human being. We cannot begin to understand or forgive what they did to our daughter Linda. No words can begin to describe the heartache and pain we are suffering. In July 2014, Coates and Wade lost appeals against their conviction and sentence. Both claimed they were victims of a miscarriage of justice and had been given longer sentences than the Lockerbie bomber. The three appeal judges concluded that there was overwhelming evidence they had killed Linda and the prison sentences were justified. Lord Gill said, There emerged, in my view, an overwhelming case that the appellants murdered the deceased. In my opinion, there was no miscarriage of justice. This was a barbaric crime that merited the severest penalty. It later emerged that the police investigation to bring Coates and Wade to justice had cost almost £875,000, but few disputed at the time that it was money well spent. In March this year, police began a renewed effort to find Linda's body at a remote 21-acre spot at Ochenbreck, around 12 miles from Danoon in Argyllshire. The following month, they began an official dig following a four-week assessment by experts. At the time, Detective Superintendent Suzanne Chow of the Major Investigation Team said, A detailed assessment of the location has been completed and we have now commenced digging to further explore the site for potential evidence. This will be an extremely detailed operation involving specialist search teams from Police Scotland, forensic scientists and soil experts from across the United Kingdom. 
The family of Linda Spence are being kept updated as efforts to establish if her remains are within this area continue. I would ask anyone with information to please come forward and speak to officers. To this day, Coates and Wade have refused to tell Linda's mother where they disposed of Linda's body. Six years ago, she made an impassioned plea for him to break his silence. Patricia said, If you have any heart at all, any conscience, just tell me where she is and give me her back. I'm asking you, I'm pleading with you. Give me Linda back before anything happens to me. Linda was my only child. It would mean everything to me to be able to lay her to rest. Without her body, there can be no closure. Patricia then added, The worst thing for me, the question I can't get out of my mind is, why didn't she tell me she was in trouble? I swear to God I didn't have a clue. She was like my best pal. All we did was laugh. I miss her so much. Ironically, Coates was allowed out of Schott's prison in November 2016 on compassionate leave for the funeral in Glasgow of his own mother, Catherine, who had died aged 80. One source, close to the original police investigation, told the Glasgow Times that Linda may not have been an angel, but she did not deserve to die the way she did. To her parents, the nightmare can never be over until they finally have her body to lay to rest. This podcast was brought to you by the Glasgow Times. With a digital subscription, you can access our exclusive, insightful and trustworthy local news from just £2 for two months. We are also currently offering 20% off our annual rate with the code GLASGOPOD22. This offers for new subscribers only and is only available with the promotional code given in this podcast. Subscriptions will renew at the standard rates unless cancelled. 